Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 940 is the time. Hello. Correct time is 940. If you set your clocks back an hour, fell back. Dean Richard Sunday morning on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. And uh, good morning, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing great, Dean. You know, it's it's going to be a little depressing, I think, when it gets dark as early as it does now. But um, but uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Do did you do you see in uh, your offices people coming in with seasonal affected disorder, or is that just something I definitely am affected by when, it, when it's dreary outside this time of year when it gets darker earlier? I, I know it definitely affects me, but do people actually seek out medical attention for that sort of thing? Absolutely, and you know, and today being obviously the kind of the shock wave, um, seasonal affective disorder will start to really impact people here. Over probably the next you know month or so, anybody who has that, and there's light therapy for it. So certainly, seeing your doctor to discuss it is a really good idea. Um, and, and you know, we're sitting here talking: should we go on daylight savings time all the you know continuously? And uh, many health experts say no. We should be on standard time, and your body would get used to this instead of the shocks that we give it twice a year. So, yeah. seasonal affective disorder is certainly an issue, and especially, you know, as far north as we get. So uh, obviously people who do get a little down during the winter, the winter blues, um, there is some treatment for it, and you should discuss it with your doctor. Yeah, uh, I, I think if we just had one or the other, uh, I, I agree. It's it's the shift twice a year that throws everybody off uh, for several days. So anyway, let's, let's all deal with it until... You know, it, it gets uh, resolved. You know, the uh, three things that I've heard most often this week, the letters R, S, and V. Uh, that <laughs> it, it just seems to be all that people are talking about right now, that uh, people are getting infected with, that kids are getting infected with. Uh, what do we need to know? What do we need to do about RSV? Yeah, RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, and it, it's really, historically, it's a winter virus that impacts young kids. I'll tell you, yesterday, our, our sister hospital out in uh, Geneva, uh, Delnor Hospital, the head of the ER called me and said, hey, I've got a 16-month-old here that needs to be hospitalized. There's not a pediatric bed in the entire state, and we ended up having to ship that child um, all the way up to Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. That was the closest bed. So. RSV, very, very serious, especially in young uh, kids. And with COVID, we're kind of getting this double or triple whammy because kids who normally would have gotten it over this period of time didn't get it because we kept them separated. So now the population getting it is much bigger. And we started seeing it a lot sooner than we have in the past. Usually this is a December, January, February illness. And here we are seeing cases, you know, August, September, October. How does one get RSV? Yeah, it, it's a very simple, contagious illness, coughing, sneezing on somebody, having it, passing it, almost like COVID. And the downside of it is there's no vaccine for it. So what we're really concerned about are the very young kids under the age of six months, um, because those are the ones that can really be impacted. Now, on the horizon, we're seeing, you know, Pfizer is putting in a, uh, their data right now for an RSV vaccine for mothers, uh, which unfortunately is going to be a year late. But uh, certainly 
could be groundbreaking and could really have a huge impact on the health and wellness of of newborns. How does one know if uh, a child or person has RSV, has COVID, or is there even such a thing as I just have a cold, a regular old cold anymore? (laughs) Remember the good old regular old cold? Remember the good old days when you put some Vicks vapor rub on your chest and call it a day? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and there are ways. Uh, certainly we have testing in the hospitals because it's important. If someone has COVID, we're going to treat them differently as if, if they have influenza. And if they have RSV, we know that there really isn't a treatment for it. But we can, we do a panel that looks for para-influenza, looks for rhinoviruses, looks for influenza, looks for covid because really it is going to give us an idea of how the disease is going to continue over the next period of whatever it is, five, six, seven, ten days. And is this somebody we can put on Tamiflu? Is this someone that's going to get remdesivir? Is this somebody that is going to be treated uh, versus, hey, we just need to watch the oxygenation, give the, give the child um, oxygen as much as we can and be very supportive and suctioning, getting the mucus out so that they can mm. breathe easier is very important. Yeah. Um, so uh, symptoms, things to look for uh, in your kids are cold symptoms, basically, right? And, and, yeah. And I, I, what if it doesn't get better, then uh, try to find out if it's something something worse? Yeah, probably the biggest thing in little kids is watching how fast they're breathing. In other words, if they are, if they look like they're really breathing hard, and if you look at them and you can see their rib muscles, like they're using extra, we call them accessory muscles to breathe, those are the things that are concerning. I mean, we're having kids now, you know, a normal respiratory rate, 20, 25. We're having kids that are breathing 70, 75 times a minute just to keep their oxygenation up. Hmm. That is the, that's the part we get concerned about is how fast is a child breathing and are they using other muscles to breathe than just their simple diaphragm? 608 area code has a question on this very subject. Is there a way to know if a preschooler has a cold or RSV? I think you just answered that. Uh, and can a child get RSV more than once? Well, that's a really good question because the RSV is just like COVID, right? There are little variants for it. So you can potentially get it more than once. As a matter of fact, it's almost like getting the common cold. You say, gosh, I got the cold. I'm not going to get it again. Well, you get a variant of it, and you would. You have to remember, when we were talking about COVID, the original coronaviruses. Coronaviruses, one, two, three, those were the common cold. So certainly we get those colds over and over. As we age, though, we've been exposed to RSV. You know, 80% of kids under the age of a year have been exposed to it, and our immune system can fight it off, so it really isn't that bad. Uh, It's the kids that don't have the immune system and haven't been exposed to it that we're most concerned about. You know, you had mentioned uh, this case in which uh, an infant, really, had to go all the way to Madison, Wisconsin, to find uh, a bed to be treated because there were none closer uh, is that part of the staff shortage that's going on? Uh, I mean, that's that, that's also something that you're hearing about all the time of people who are going to, uh, you know, hospitals, to ERs, to seek medical attention. It takes forever to be treated because of shortages in staff. But when they don't have a hospital bed ready, is that because there's not staff to get people to hospital beds which may be available? Yeah, Dean, and you, you are talking about this 
tsunami. For peds, though, like I get an email every single day that tells me exactly how many peds beds there are available in the in the state. Every day I, I get that. Wow. And we're running negatives all the time. And what a negative means is we're holding someone in the emergency room waiting for a bed to open. So most of the peds beds that are licensed are staffed fine here. What we're looking at is the staffing is more of the general nursing on the medical surgical floors um, where a lot of nurses retired, you know, when COVID hit and we don't have the pool to backfill those. So um, we're still fully functional in most hospitals, although many are really suffering to a point where they have to close a unit or close a ward um, because they can't get the staff in. But for pediatrics, we're pretty much fully staffed across the state. Wow, and there's uh, it's just packed like that. That's amazing. More with Dr. Kevin Most. Your questions for him on our phone line, 312-981-7200. On our text line, same number, 312-981-7200. Is the answer to the musical question with Central Standard Time. Dr. Kevin Most. Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, Kev, somebody on the phone line saying that they like when it gets dark early. It's cozier. <laughs> she goes home and yeah. puts her puts her PJs on early and gets nice and cozy in the house. So there's something for everyone. Uh, Dean, it, it, it goes into my golf time. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's right. I don't look at coming in and getting my PJs. I come, yeah. you know, I'm like leaving work going, I can't go hit golf ball. Yeah. So I don't uh, believe we have for, a difference of opinion. I don't believe for one minute that you wouldn't be out there in pitch black darkness with a coal miner's <laughs> hat on. Here's Kate, 312-981-7200. Kate, you're on with Dr. Most. Yes. I, you know, it's, it's you probably answered these questions before, but it's like multiple. Uh, I have a 15-month-old granddaughter. She was in uh, not respiratory stuff a week ago, but I have bad allergies. I don't know if it's allergies or cold. I mean, we're going through RSB uh, COVID, yeah. regular cold. So you're flu, you're having what? symptoms. You're having symptoms now, uh, and and you're wondering, could you have caught something from your granddaughter, Kev? How uh, how likely does that sound to you? Yeah, I mean, if you if you spend a lot of time with your granddaughter, you certainly can. Kids are great. Um, you know, they're they're really good at spreading illness. Obviously, they want to give their grandparents a big hug. Now. You, if you're having symptoms right now, not a lot of allergies going around. Fall allergies pretty much gone after a couple of frosts. So certainly I would say watch yourself because you may be exposing your, your grandchild to something. Um, if you have a fever, if you're coughing up stuff, you know, I definitely would be careful. It would be probably more of an upper respiratory infection than the chance of allergies right now. 708 area code says, uh, can you have COVID rebound? but still test negative. I have very similar symptoms that have returned, but I'm testing negative. Well, it's interesting because the symptoms and the illness are two totally different things people have to understand, right? You get the symptoms mainly because of the inflammation from the illness. 
So although you can test negative, you can continue to have symptoms. It's kind of like individuals that have bronchitis. Once the infection is gone, they can still have a continued cough. Now, if you're saying I had COVID and now I got it, you know, I was fine and now I got these same symptoms back, it's probably not COVID. Could be RSV, could be any of the other rhinoviruses, um, because certainly the symptoms uh, mimic each other. Yeah, but as as you told me when I had COVID like a month ago, uh, you know, mild mild symptoms, but after a week and, and the symptoms were all going away, you said that I could still test positive, even though oh, yeah. I was feeling feeling perfectly normal. Yep. So you can. If you got to remember, a lot of people have asymptomatic cases, right? So they can test positive and say, I'm not positive. I don't have any symptoms whatsoever. But the virus is still there and the immune system is fighting it off. What this individual is saying is I have symptoms and I'm testing negative. Yeah. Those symptoms are probably not due to COVID because the accuracy of our COVID tests right now are really good. Unless it was just a bad collection. But I think they, they implied that they had tested numerous times or multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most uh, joins us uh, Sunday mornings. We always appreciate it. Uh, Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Have a great Sunday today, Kev. Thank you. You got it, team. Take care. And Talk the news. Soon. Thank you very much. The news is next from our Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. BMO Harris is a proud sponsor of the Home Sweet Home Chicago radio program. If you, like many other homeowners right now, are considering a home renovation project, contact BMO Harris Bank to learn more about how they can help you finance your project. For more information, visit them at bmoharris.com slash home sweet home. That's bmoharris.com slash home sweet home. Or just click their link on the WGN Home Sweet Home Chicago program page. When it comes to protecting what you love, you want an insurance agent that cares more, cares more about your world, cares more about what you need. And that's exactly what you'll get with Chicago Allstate agent John Tunnel, an agent who doesn't just know what it's like to live in Chicago, but one who wants to protect life here as much as you do. Contact John at 847-306-8660 for your free quote today. Allstate, you're in good hands. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability terms and conditions. This is the final week for ABC's Buy One, Get One Free offer. Buy a qualified air conditioner and get your furnace for free until November 6th. Their no-cost, no-obligation in-home consultation helps ABC design the perfect system to meet your specific needs. Or you can extend the life of your existing furnace with an ultimate furnace tune-up. It's just $29. Easy and convenient with evening and weekend availability. Visit 4abc.com. That's the number 4abc.com. For all your service and installation needs, trust ABC and consider it done. At Blaine's Farm and Fleet, we've helped hunters gear up for deer season for over 65 years, which means we carry quality footwear to help you stay warm and dry at fair and honest prices. Like men's Carhartt 6-inch soft-toe wedge boots featuring breathable, waterproof, coated leather to keep feet dry even in heavy rain, and a thick insole for extra support. From the tree stand to the warehouse to the job site, we've got you covered with rugged, comfortable boots. Find value on footwear for any occasion at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Mark is at a tailgate, happily scratching an instant ticket from the Illinois Lottery. So even though the marker he used to paint his face turned out to be permanent, he has a smile on. Because Mark knows anyone could win in an instant. Play today. Be smart, play smart. Must be 18 years or older to play. Game on available at IllinoisLottery.com. 
If you have this throat issue where your throat is too tight, uh, almost always the nose is also too tight as well. So you're walking around with all three legs of that triangle compromised. The problem is if, if you try to address the throat problem, let's throw a CPAP machine on you. If that's what you're going to do about it and your nose isn't working, it's not going to work. So it's not rocket science, but the breathing triangle, if somebody has sleep apnea, is exactly where that problem was happening. Outside of Advent, you will not get that one-two punch, get the nose open and working, do that simply and effectively, and then let's keep that airway open when you're sleeping at night. In order to breathe, you have to have a breathing triangle that's working properly. If it isn't working properly, you're not breathing properly. In order to sleep properly, you need to be able to breathe properly.